0: Proverbs chapter one, verses 10 and 15. My son, if sinners entice you, do not give in to them. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths.
1: I had a, uh, an amazing conversation. I, I don't even remember who, but I think it may have been on Sunday uh, about um, how uh our biology and our expect bi- particularly when we're in our teenage years, uh, how that comes—it uh, it kind of comes crashing in on on the individual, on you, me, everybody—and we don't know exactly what's going on. And and here's the problem: uh, what is happening to us is totally natural. Hmm. Uh, we're moving from a, one kind of condition into the next. And in in a way, uh, our uh, physical inclinations, uh, our sexual nature starts coming into play big time. And and I think one of the problems we have had, it's certainly true in my case, is that when I was uh, that person, I I didn't really get a lot of um, chatter from my parents about really what was going on. You sort of had to figure it out yourself. And uh, I think it leads to a lot of grief in the end, uh, as we can see in a culture that's in in this case is, oftentimes, um, yeah, you know, people. It, it's a very disruptive period. But anyway, I I think I don't I don't know how exactly one mediates uh, these changes in the child because. You know, we remember what the child was when he was a child, but when they're a teenager and they're moving into that time uh, frame, we say, well, you take care of (laughs) We don't say anything actually, Uh, Hmm. or we turn it over to other people or they learn on themselves. I I just am wondering, is there a way Hmm. uh, to have
0: that conversation? Because we seem to want to avoid it. You know, as you're talking about those teenage years, I'm recalling my own teenage years and what the Lord is bringing to my mind right now, I'm not going to name any names, uh, but I, I did have one friend who, whose parents were not really Christians, and whose dad in particular, um, you know, just kind of lived a uh, non-Christian life. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. And uh, <laughs> as you know, as you know, the instruction I was getting at home was, you know, biblical discipleship. Uh, th- this proverb, my son, if sinners entice you, do not give in to them, my son. Do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths. That's the sort of instruction, the biblical discipleship I was getting at home. Um, but when I went to my friend's house, who I'm not naming, obviously, I, I was hearing different kind of instruction from his dad because his dad talk to us. He gave us quote unquote instruction without really intentionally doing so. But the way he talked about sin and, you know, he was always smoking cigarettes. And I think he had, you know, pornography in the, you know, the bathroom drawer. <laughs> he just knew where that was. And, uh the, drinking. Is, and the way, he, the way he talked about women, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the way he talked about women. And anyway, I'm just kind of reflecting on this because your question, you're asking like, how do we talk to teenagers about this stuff? And I guess what I'm, what I'm thinking about is we're talking to teenagers, whether we're talking to them or not, they're, they're watching us, they're observing us. In my household, I was blessed with biblical discipleship. And and I guess if, if we're not giving that sort of grounding to our teenagers, In the vacuum of that teaching, it gets filled by them observing what we are saying and talking about and doing and suggesting and and all that stuff. So I don't know.
1: But uh, I I just want to continue with this a a second, Mm -hmm. Uh, because as you're talking, I'm recalling my own time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, going through that. Uh, I was in an all boys environment in terms of schooling, uh, athletics were very important. Uh, but when you're 13 and 14 and 15 or 12, even, uh, information starts getting to you through, uh, pornography. It's not like it is today, but it, it was there and it was totally joked about actually. Mm. Uh, but I, 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 all I'm saying is uh, it, it's kind of uh, to leave it to the schools is actually to leave it to um, people are really not qualified to talk about this. I mean, I, I think that parents and, and children, I mean, I think it's very important because it's very easy for a child to get totally lost in sexuality during the teenage years. Mm-hmm. And especially now with co-education and everything else. And I'm not talking as a moralist. I'm not talking as somebody that navigated this particularly well. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. that um, just leaving it to chance is not a good policy and not a good plan. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So, yeah. So all of it, this is a good reminder to anybody listening. If you're raising kids, you know, um, find the courage to actually speak godly wisdom into your sons and daughters' lives. Well, yeah, I, I think
1: that your description of uh, your fortunate upbringing, mm-hmm. which probably had its downsides, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, yep. you know, I, I think that it might even have cut you off from you know <laughs> being sympathetic with the plights of uh, your friends. But I, I think that just to give in to, uh, you know, letting kids do whatever they do is is a is a kind of chaos that i think we should try mm. to think about avoiding mm. especially in the church